most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Sitting today with Miss Jenny Tolman. You are, I'm going to probably guess, the first person that I've interviewed that was actually born in Nashville, Tennessee and still lives there today. They call us unicorns. It's like someone in Vegas. It's rare, unless they're super young. I always make a really bad joke when I'm in Nashville because, so I was born at Centennial Hospital, which is right downtown. And uh, so whenever anybody asks at a show where I'm from and I'm talking to people, I make a really bad joke. I say, yeah, I was born down the road. I haven't made it that far. Do they laugh? (laughs) Yeah, most of the time. It might be like a sympathy laugh, but... They're like, this girl's really not funny, but we'll laugh at that. You know, she's trying. Do (laughs) Do you think they get it that when you say I haven't made it that far, do they put two and two together? I think the majority do. Yeah, you know, but maybe that's just me trying to think that they do, so... How did you um, actually get started in music? Yeah, so I've always loved singing and music since before I can even remember. Uh, My dad actually, the reason I was born in Nashville, come to find out, it was uh, stems back to Burt Reynolds, actually. My dad was in the music man at Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater. So he was a singer. He was a singer at Disney World. um, And Burt actually put him in a vocal quartet, kind of like the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, They were called the Indian River Boys. And it was the night um, that... It was around the time that the Bessel Whorehouse in Texas had come out. So Dolly and Bert were at the theater that night. And, and my dad and Bert were pretty good friends at that point. But um, they, Dolly and Bert came backstage and they said to the four guys that were in the Music Man as the quartet, you guys need to stay together forever. And Bert's like, I'm going to call you the Indian River Boys and we're going to go out to L.A. and make a record and all of this stuff. And so they actually moved out to L.A. because Burt Reynolds put them together and told them to. And but that's what you're going to do. And connected them with uh, lots of cool people out there. And they spent a couple of years there and then ended up moving to Nashville because they had a country sound and um, ended up doing some really cool things. They sang on Garth's No Fences album. and um, lots As of backup cool singers? St- yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so he's done some pretty cool stuff, but eventually switched to the business side once my older sister was born because he was like, oh, I actually needed to think. <laughs> Music's <laughs> get, not going to do it. Get some stuff going here, okay. <laughs> so, um, but I grew up in a musical family, obviously, so my dad switched to the business side and has just always kind of, uh, he produces corporate events and hires entertainment for stuff like that. And so I've always grown up in Music City around songwriters and around music, and that was normal to me, quote right. unquote. There wasn't really like a, oh, these people are different. It was... That's the norm for you. Yeah, it. it was like, oh, this is just what people do. Like, this is this is what work is, you know? And so um, it was very natural for me, and, and I've always loved it. So singing since before I can remember, I started playing piano by ear when I was three. I would come home from church, and I would pick out the songs that we had just sang on the piano, trying to figure out the melodies. Um, and I started writing stories, actually, in elementary and middle school, and uh, I thought maybe I'd be a children's author. And then one day, when I turned 16, I got a guitar for my birthday. And it was kind of this like light bulb moment. Where I was like, wait a second. I can put everything that I love to do together. And it's right. called being a country artist. <laughs> Songwriting, singing, playing musical instruments. I mean, and I grew up on country. I love country music. I love traditional country music. And right. so ever since then, I haven't looked back. What do you think about new country today versus what you grew up listening to are you a fan are you 
not to put you on the spot, but <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, did. you're gonna get me in trouble here. No, everyone's um, entitled to. I, I think, mean, I think there's a lot of really great new country. I also think there's a lot of not great new country. So right. <laughs> is, that, is that a nice diplomatic answer? You know, because um, I think there's room for everything. I think my main, if I had an issue, I think it's just the lack of uh, diversity of of types of music. You know, because we have more traditional. We have more modern you have the you know more southern rock you've got pop country you've got the r&b coming in you know and so it's having all of those different styles uh, represented a little bit more (laughs) a little bit more i like uh, i like to tell this story that when i first heard sam hunt Mm -hmm. i was not a fan like Mm -hmm. body like a back road i was just like i just i'm not just not a fan and then i took a trip to san diego and i listened to behind the pines Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've listened to that. It's his acoustic album. I haven't. It's got like four number ones on it. Keith Urban, oh, Billy wow. Carrington. It's huge. It's wow. huge. Uh, William Michael Morgan's uh, I Met a Girl is on yeah. there. But I like listen to it. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of kind of like this guy. And then his new album came out. And I kind of dig that too. And I just sit nice. back and I'm like, it's, well, that's good. it took something like that because uh, I think his music was so different mm-hmm. like compared to what everyone else is like. Chris, you met him, the owner of this place. He's yeah. a total Southern rock yeah. country guy. I mean, I mean, you could tell by his beard. But uh, <laughs> th- I mean, I like that stuff, but it's not my favorite. I mm-hmm. lean towards um, a little bit more of the newer stuff, but there's also newer stuff that I just sit back and go, this, this isn't even close to country. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you're throwing this. But right. I mean, it works. I think that uh, uh, there's been some artists out there that say the statement, uh, I can't wait till the day that there isn't a genre based music scene anymore yeah. because everything is kind of crossover. It's, mm-hmm. I listen to people that just found out about Dan and Shay just over the last six months just because they crossed over oh wow with Bieber yeah that's and now all of a sudden tequila is being played on um you know pop radio yeah and you sit back and go wait a minute they've been around forever yeah four or five years to us yeah (laughs) that's a really good point yeah yeah I mean there's always pros and cons to everything and to growing and evolving and all of that it's just I mean to me, it's just uh, to keep the quality up is the most important Definitely. thing, you know. So Well, with technology today, you can put something out like, and if you get lucky, you can be famous overnight. I mean. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> viral times. It is. Literally. I mean, um, you look at a, I, I've, I've read the story about Post Malone, who mm-hmm. someone said, put it up on SoundCloud. He went to bed, woke up the next morning, and just all of a sudden, I'm sure there's definitely a lot more entailed with it, but it just kept growing and growing and growing, and now yeah. he's an icon. Exactly. You know, and that. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. So when you look at the writing process of music, your your first writing session, were you nervous? Was it something that you were... You, did oh you ever write goodness. with your parents or did you just write by yourself? Oh, and no, then... no, no. My mom's not musical at all. <laughs> is your sister? <laughs> no, no. Neither one of them are. Just my dad and me, my aunt is, and my grandfather on, on my dad's side. So it all comes from my dad's side. My mom is the left brain of the family. She keeps us all in line with our numbers right. <laughs> and our accounting. So thank God for that. her because we need that. Um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to even think who was my first writing session even with. Oh my gosh, okay. I actually think you're really going to like this story. It's not, I don't know, it might be one of my dumb jokes again because it probably is. But Was it in um, Tennessee? It was, it was in <laughs> Nashville. <laughs> that was that was my effort as a joke. So okay. my, oh, thank you. <laughs> so one of my first times ever playing in front of people my hairdresser the woman who cuts my hair she still cuts my hair to this day she's cut my hair since I was a little girl 
um, she was like, Jenny, we have to, we're going to take you to the Bluebird open mic and you're going to sing at the Bluebird and it's going to be great. And so I was like, okay, okay. All right, cool. So we get to the Bluebird and I'm like freaking out. Right. And there's this, uh, boy that gets up kind of cute looking. Okay. He's a little cowboy. Like his name's Clint, I think. And, uh, after he gets done, cause his song was talking about how he was looking for a cowgirl. So I decided that I was going to be the funny girl that gets up after he sings for my song. And I'm like, oh, hey, Clint, by the way, I'm a cowgirl. <laughs> ding, 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 and starts playing my song. And the whole crowd was like, oh. And I think that was my first co-write was that we actually got together after that and, and nice. wrote together and became friends. That's a great way to break that. the ice, though. Yeah. So I haven't seen him in forever now, but that was. Right. Oh, man, that's probably like. Did he become famous or anything like that, or a writer? Or, no. Not that I'm aware of. Is he still serving tables at like the Palm or something? Oh my gosh, it's, it's that's terrible of me. I don't even know. I need it's to reconnect. Kind of, what kind of front seat? You're welcome. Yeah, thank You're you. Welcome. You're keeping me in check. <laughs> my first time to the Bluebird was um, to see Stephanie Quell. Oh, I love Stephanie. Yeah, she's she's one of our favorites here. She's played here a lot as well. Um, I have a great story with that, but also the first time that. I went to um, the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Was her debut <gasps> as well. No Can way. you tell we're fans of Stephanie Quell? Oh, my gosh. But what was funny is that um, I was in town for CRS. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of my radio, I don't want to say friends, because that's probably not what they really are. Some of my radio acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> Your colleagues. Shy. I'm not shy. <laughs> colleagues. Yeah, those things. <laughs> um, they were like, dude, we're going to see like some, some uh, Zach Brown and Garth Brooks tonight. You want to go? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go see some new country. Because like, yeah. that's what I'm about. Yeah. And they go, well, Garth will probably play new country. And I, a new country song. And I just went, I'm good. I'm good. So I went out and I went and saw um, um, Austin Jenks. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know who that is. Yeah, I do. Dude, he is like one of my faves. Yeah. Uh, then I went and saw Stephanie Quell, and I was mm-hmm. like, it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. It just doesn't. And, and then like she had her debut, and we just happened to be in town. And oh, my gosh. That's so special. It was super neat. No one will ever take that away from me. Wow. What do you think of women in country today? Do you think they have a fair shot? Do you think that things are changing with the way that tours are getting put together, all female stuff? And Yeah, I honestly, um, I can't speak for the other women, but I personally have never felt any type of somebody's trying to hold me down right um i know obviously on on commercial country radio clearly there's there's a bit of an issue there with with not playing women but uh but actually like personal relationship wise i've never i i feel like i'm lucky that i i'm very thankful that i haven't experienced any of that um i love all the men that i work with and and the guys in my band so um honestly the I kind of take it as a compliment that there's less women because it means that we're held to a higher standard. That's a good way to look at it. Um, I like that. And that, you know, people expect more out of us because the guys can be the dime a dozen. Cool. Y'all right. do your thing. We'll work on, on keeping ourselves up over here. What, um, are you a Kelsey Ballerini fan? Yeah. Marin Morris? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love with, with our COVID times these days, I see a guy like, um, um, What's his name? Um, geez, I'm drawing a blank. One of them was Chris Jansen and then Chase Rice. They go out and they play these shows. And the two females that I just mentioned yeah. pretty much attacked them for doing shows during these nice. times. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't understand the logic in that. I understand both sides of the coin that you guys are artists. And you guys are out there doing what you need to do to feed right. your families. And it's not your position, just like here. 
If you come yeah. in here and 5,000 people show up, good for you because mm-hmm. you got to play for 5,000 people, but it's not on you that 5,000 people mm-hmm. showed up. It isn't at yeah, all. Yeah, I, uh, I think there's a lot of personal choices that are, <laughs> are being... Um, Quit being so gosh darn politically correct. Oh my gosh, you're going to get me in trouble. I'm not going to get here. you in trouble. But, you know, I personally did not have a problem with them right. performing shows. Obviously, I'm about to perform right. a show tonight. Um, I don't think any of us are being stupid yeah. about anything. And and it doesn't mean that we don't care about the health of our fans, the fans or, or, anything. Right. or everybody. You know, I think at a certain point you have to... Um, if you're following the guidelines, especially, you've got to weigh what is at a certain point what's too far. Sure. And and kind of even out the scale of, okay, um, I know we're doing all of this for health reasons, but we also have another side of health that is mental health and, and socialization, which is very important. Right. And, and music is such a healing element. It is. Um, so, you know, and there's nothing like a human connection you can't replace that through a screen or through yeah. <laughs> you know so i get the giggles out of these uh um out of these shows they do at the drive-ins i just yeah. i don't understand it for the life of me like i i have some friends that went and i'm like you paid a hundred bucks for a carlo to go sit in a drive-in to watch something you probably go see on youtube <laughs> and i just was like well it's probably more about the experience you know just like getting to gather with people but you're not you're sitting in your car and you have to stay in your box oh. you really you really can't yeah so i mean that's the other side of it like i miss i miss live music i mm-hmm. play a lot of live music i'm on country af radio every day from noon to five mm-hmm. and um from 12 to pl- three i play brand new country music you won't hear mainstream artists in there yeah unless i really like them and they have a new song yeah. but other than that it's kind of like this is an opportunity in not at midnight not at two o'clock in the morning right. not on sunday night right. that when people listen so that's the fun of it all but i'm like dying for new country music so yeah. and live c- country music so i find some live stuff out on the internet mm-hmm. and i cut it down and like co wetzel's like one of my favorite yeah. artists so he did a live version of his song austin Oh, I don't know if you ever great. heard that tune. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's like probably one of my favorite tunes I've yeah. heard in a, in a while. And yeah. I like listen to that and I hear the live version. So why not share it? But I don't think I would go spend a hundred bucks to go watch a Garth Brooks yeah. concert. And now Blake Shelton's coming back with Gwen Stefani. Now I just saw John Pardee's doing one with um, Brad Paisley and Darius Rucker. And they're doing, and oh, I'm, wow. I'm sitting back going, it's still in the driving. I'd rather watch it at home. Well, Maybe I'm to, different. Maybe to each his own, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think everybody's just trying to find what what yeah. they can do and not piss too many people off. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I guess as a just as an artist, I'm trying to never tear anybody down. For, sure. For doing their shows. And, I and love doing. Th- I love that they're doing, but I'd rather see them like Garth Brooks. <coughs> excuse me, Garth Brooks was supposed to open Allegiant Stadium here. Yeah. Oh. What happens with that? I know. <coughs> I mean, it's just such a disaster right now. It and is. And there's a yeah. I'm not there's, a. Fir- I'm not a firm a believer. There's a lot we could get into <laughs> here, there is, there is. and that's the fun of this, right? So let's go back to your music yeah. and stuff like that. Um, touring. You love touring. You love I writing. You love recording. Love touring. So I released my debut album, "There Goes the Neighborhood," last July. So almost exactly a year ago. The first six months were absolutely amazing. We were touring all over the place. We actually, we played a show with Stephanie Quayle in Montana and Bozeman. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, But we were all over the place. And then 2020 hits, boom, we all know what has been happening the last six months. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just so happy to be here yes. and to actually like have traveled to be here and get up on stage and play for people that I've never seen before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I love it. And know that tonight I at always, midnight we have to close. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for an hour, I'm legal. <laughs> you are totally. Well, yeah, for the most part, you're legal. Yeah. That's, That's cool. If you could put together a tour, um, like, who are your, like, some of your idols? I know that I did read something about you that before every show, there's a Dolly Parton thing mm-hmm. that happens. Why is that? Is that because something that with your dad, the way he grew up around? It's actually, okay, so I had never watched, I'd heard these stories from my dad my whole life, right? About Bert and Dolly coming back, and it was around the time as the best little whorehouse in Texas coming out. But I'd never actually watched the movie until just a couple of years ago. I was like, I should probably watch this. Like, right. why have I never seen this? And it's something that my dad talks about all the time. So um, I finally watched it, and there's a song in that movie called A Little Old Bitty Pissant Country Place. <laughs> and it, it's where, it's terrible, but it's wonderful. It's where she brings all of her girls out, and they're dancing, and they have this can-can section, and it's just, like, all over the place. It's this huge musical number, and I, like, fell in love with it and so that's my pump up song nice. that, I, that I listen to you you put it in like in your ears and just kind of like yeah that's what I listen to right before I go on stage every cool. time it like puts me into character because on my album there goes the neighborhood it's based in this imaginary world called Jennyville right and <laughs> Jennyville is full of all these crazy neurotic characters based on a lot of truth <laughs> I will say that's good. you know truth from my life from personal experiences and then also from my co-writers and just stories that I've heard from random people on the road you know you that's another thing that I love about touring is you just get to meet so many different types of people yes and they Uh have so many different stories to tell you so many different ideas of what life is and what yeah it's it's just I love characters and so so we turned it into this whole album my producer Dave Brainerd and I and uh, so, yeah, this Dolly Parton song kicks the characters into gear in my head. <laughs> Perfect. You know, um, you ever heard of Wheeler Walker Jr.? Yes, I have. <laughs> He's, that dude's a piece of work. Mm-hmm. But he played here one time, and he played for, um, I'm not going to say the name of the company, but he did a, I don't want to say a private, but we, there was a big event here in town, mm-hmm. and the president of that company was here, and they hired, they wanted to see him, so we booked yeah. him, blah, blah, blah. So they were in that little section right off the side of the stage. And right before the show... They asked me if they could meet Willow Walker Jr. So I went and asked him. I said, hey, man. He had like 40 minutes before he was on. I said, the yeah. president of this company wants to meet you. Blah, blah. He's like, give me like 10 minutes. i got to get into character. And I go, okay. Cool. You do you. you <laughs> Whatever, bro. So uh, I, I go back like 10, 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you ready? He's like, yeah, let's go. So he walks up there and he walks up to the president of the company. He goes, um, what the fuck do you want? Oh my and God. I just went, <laughs> I think I was in awe. But. It goes back to the yeah. character thing of, I mean, everyone, dude. He's for, got his thing. He's got his thing. He does it really well. I can tell you, I was just talking to Austin Burke just mm-hmm. the other day. We were talking about him. I was yeah. like, uh, what you guys do is different. Like, uh, I have my own outlet here. I get mm-hmm. to say and feel, and I do it every day on the radio stuff. Yeah. And But for you guys to get up in front of people you don't know face-to-face and tell them your story, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying it's weird, but you guys, you I don't know if it's some people it's confidence, mm-hmm. some people it's their outlet. Yeah. Like I ride dirt bikes and listen to music, and that's yeah. my outlet. That's keeps me clear, sort right. of thing. But I told Austin, I'm like, man, you're a little bit different. 
and, and <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, with as many artists as you've come in contact with, yes. you know that we're not a Something's normal off. breed. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily. Normal people don't want to get up on stage no. in front of <laughs> no. tons and it's, of people. I don't want to say that's off in a bad way because that's not it at all. But no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a neat thing. Um, let's go back to touring again. If you could, like, do you have goals of who you would eventually like to tour with? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> heck I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge Miranda Lambert fan. I've loved how different her music is. Yeah. Um, and just how she's, like, constantly evolving her sound. Um, so I think that would be an awesome tour. John Party, I think, would be incredible have you been on the road to with tour him? with. I haven't. Yeah. He's played here two or three times now. But I got to meet him when he was opening for Miranda, so just briefly. But Interesting nothing, character. Nothing too exciting there. I mean, on my end, I didn't, right. like, have an interesting conversation. It was he just was a like, hi. Hey. Yeah, nice to meet you. And a smile in the picture? <laughs> no, we didn't even do a picture. Oh, okay. Um, but those ones, oh my God, Dolly Parton, if she ever does a tour again. You want to be there. Dolly, give me a call. Does your dad still talk to her? Um, no, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't friends with Dolly he per se. He was friends with Bert. Right. Yeah, he ran with Bert and Jim Neighbors and Dom DeLuise, like all those cats. He said, he said Jim Neighbors before. Um, yeah. Yes. Interesting dude, too. He I mean, that whole group is just Dom DeLuise. Come on. He has some very interesting <laughs> stories yes. from, from those days, for sure. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I know. Just how this all came to be. Sometimes it's funny to think about. You're, so, would you, if you could put together your own tour, would it, would it, would it be like a Dolly Parton? Would you look at newer artists? Like, some, like who are some of the newer artists that you listen to that, mm -hmm. that you kind of dig as well? I love Abby Anderson. Yeah, she's cool. She tells it straight from the hip. <laughs> yeah, she does. Oh, my gosh. And I love her keys. I mean, nobody plays piano anymore, right. I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm loving her. Who is my other? Ingrid Andrus. Yep. Oh, my gosh. The um, Breaking More Hearts Than Mine. Yes. The first time I heard that on the radio, I was like, what? Yeah, it's a good tune. They're playing something like this? This is incredible. Yeah, it's a good thing, I think. Yeah, I feel like there's tons of really great females coming out right now. I mean, Tennille Towns. Yep. There's just there's I like, lots to choose from. I like all them. ACM is like my favorite time around here because it's normally in Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, and we do shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But um, Thursday's usually um, a bigger artist than Friday, Saturday. We kind of like mix up and have like a, a headliner per se. And then we like bring in a bunch of new yeah. artists. Same with Saturday. And it's always those Tennille Arts kinds yeah. of... I never had Ingrid here or Gabby, but that would be badass to have. Lindsay L's played here often. Oh yeah, she's a she's. A, I love watching her play guitar. Yeah, I yeah. got to open for her at the Big E out in uh, it's in Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. A couple years ago, and she was like as sweet as she could be. Yeah. It was awesome. I love it when people are as good as they. She's good people. Portrayed themselves yes. to be. <laughs> I've got stories. Yeah. Of where it goes oh, the sure, other way. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I think we both do. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely sure. What's been your favorite place to tour so far? Ooh. I mean, hmm. you haven't played here yet, so yeah, tomorrow if I, I were haven't ask. played here yet, so tomorrow my answer would be Las Vegas. Um, but honestly, Bozeman, yeah. I loved. I fell in love. I had never been to Montana. I I'd really never been um, even to the Northwest. Right. So, it was stunning to me. The people were so nice. The show was great. I mean. I, I was opening for Stephanie at that show, and the energy that she brings in a crowd is just amazing. So I, I got to experience her crowd, and right. uh, we just had the best time. She's, um, 
she said something to me years and years and years ago, and she said that uh, if there's anyone in her group that doesn't fit, they fix the problem because you're a product of your environment. Mm-hmm. And she said it not in those words per se, but she that's what she was saying. That's one of my favorite things about her is if there's uh, she's very honest and she's very loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I love that side of her. I don't know if you yeah. met her husband, David. He's like, yeah, I have. He's he's a super neat dude. I've had a couple conversations with him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he called me one day when he was driving from Nashville back to I think North Carolina or something yeah. like that, and we just shot the poop. He's just a good dude. Those yeah. those people, those people, those <laughs> those <laughs> good two are people. they are good, good, good people. <laughs> yeah. What um, what when this is all done? What we're going through today? This yeah. This. COVID crap like what's your what's your next step are you are you gonna go back to pushing your album do you guys have a single off of that that you're trying to push um currently not at the moment we don't have a quote-unquote single I've released what is it three or four singles from the album so far with music videos um and honestly this show is the first kind of like reinvigoration of like all right we've got the album here we're promoting it right and uh next week actually is the one year anniversary of it so i was planning on doing this big show in nashville and i was going to throw a birthday party for the album to, to in kind Jennyville. of yes <laughs> to reinvigorate the excitement because i'm like this still has such a life left because it only got half of its year <laughs> you know handed to it but um yeah we'll see if that happens because nashville has also reverted back to another earlier phase so right. we've kind of all the bars have closed so the venue is We'll see what happens there. <laughs> where were you? Where were you thinking about doing it in Nashville? So it's a, a friend of mine, Jeff Reed, owns the local. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's a great place, and he's such a great dude. Oh my gosh, we love him to death. So uh-huh. it's one of my favorite places to play. You don't eat anything gluten, right? No, I don't. I was totally going to ask you like what your favorite pizza place is in Nashville because I asked. Well, everyone. you know what? There is the best gluten-free pizza. <laughs> At uh, Porta Via. Okay. Do they mm-hmm. have regular pizza too? They have regular pizza, but it's authentic Italian. Thick, thin? Thick. Okay. I mean, it's not like thick, not thick. Not like Chicago. No. Right. Okay. But that's why I'm excited about it because all the gluten free pizzas are like thin little crispy wafers. Crap and I'm like, too, right? I, this is not what I want to eat. Like, right. if I want a pizza, I want like some squish to it, please. <laughs> so this one's really good. What's your go to place there? Like, for food? In Nashville, like if you're just like craving, and I, I got to get out of the house and go eat. Oh man, um, I love Mexican, like, yeah. but not. I'm I can't go to like authentic Mexican places, um, because a lot of them either put flour and stuff, so sure. to, like thicken. Can stuff, you eat so. a corn tortilla? I can eat corn tortillas. Kay. Yeah, so I either go, and bar taco is very like trendy of me to say. Or nectar. Have you ever been to nectar? No, have not. You have to try nectar. It's I don't in eat Mexican Donaldson. Food. I suck. I don't you eat don't? Mexican. No, I'm allergic to bell peppers. <gasps> and Mexican everything. Is what bell kind peppers. of life is that? And not a good one. I like them. Oh my but gosh. I'm allergic to them. Well also do you like Indian food? I do. Oh my do. gosh. Have you been to Shohan? I have not. I can tell you my favorite places there are Virago. Um, I've never been to Virago. How can you not I don't know. Uh, this is, uh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> do you eat sushi? No, I don't like, okay, so I'm one of those people that I hate it. I don't understand what the draw is because people like freak out over it. I don't freak out, but. But I feel like there's so many people when you ask them what their favorite food is, they're like, oh, sushi, hands down. Like my best friend in the whole world, she has loved sushi since we were five years old. Right. I've never been able to do it. Do you, you don't eat any of it, not a California roll that's 
no. cooked. It's not even really. I don't. I think what it is. I don't like seaweed. I don't like the taste of seaweed. It's soy paper. Oh. I eat all my rolls, rolls on soy paper. Really? No joke. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the secret you should try that I need it. to know. You should try. Virago's cool, and then there's uh, Monel's. I like Monel's. Yes, um, I honestly haven't ever been to Monel's either, but I used to live across the street from it. Right in, in Berry Hill. <laughs> okay, it's funny. Um, I ask this question. Um, I get teased by some of my acquaintances, but my favorite thing about it is that people listen, and everyone goes to Nashville now. It's like going to Vegas. So if mm-hmm. they can hear and they're a fan of yours and they want to like fans like to i don't want to say like walk in your shoes but they like to experience stuff it's funny mm-hmm. that the swan brothers yeah they're the ones that told me about monel's oh no way and i went there and then they came back here we talked about it, it was like the neatest thing in the world because they're like what'd you think and i'm like and now i yeah. have friends that go to nashville and they go to monel's just because an artist has said something yeah. about it and that sort of thing and that's what's kind of cool late oh, night nice. eats there's there's people that come in here that are like a john stone of the world mm-hmm. if you know who that is from american young no definitely yeah. you've never listened to american young I'm going to start sharing music with you. Yeah, You'll share you it with me, to. I'll share it with you. Because yeah. that's what it's all about. Sounds great. Um, girl and a guy in the band. Nice. Christy and John. and um, um, They're awesome people, but John's yeah. like a late night. So you'd ask him where to go to eat. He's yeah. going to know everything that's like after 10 o'clock, where yeah. to go, that sort of thing. Very I don't. Cool. Now when, I'm getting hungry. Right? Again. You, did you just eat? I just How ate. How was dinner? It was great. Thank Comita. you very much. Nice. I like <laughs> Chris is our, 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 our man. We we. He caters to, to all the artists that come through here. And well, I appreciate it. Yeah, he's a good dude. So the rest of 2020, what are your plans? Based oh on where we're goodness. at today. <laughs> yeah. Well, where we're at today is a different story than where we were at yesterday. Sure. In town, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, I'm playing as many shows as I possibly can. Do you have more that, booked for the rest of the don't year? don't get... Yeah, I've actually I've got a couple uh, Country Thunder dates booked. They're big festivals. Yeah, I know them. Which ones? Like out of the country, the, like in Canada, or the ones? No, um, Kissimmee, Florida. Okay. And that's like October, September ish, or when when one of those? That one got rescheduled to October, I believe. And then Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Right. And that is in September. Cool. Have you ever played one of those? I haven't. So that'll be nice. Yeah, it'll Big be festival fun. in a in a. Or maybe it's Forest City, Iowa. I had three of them, and then one of them got just canceled. So it's either Forest City or Twin Lakes. That's in September. Have you ever played I a big festival? I need to look festival? on my calendar. <laughs> have you ever played a big festival? Like I that? have. I got to open for, um, and this was one of the coolest shows I've gotten to play. I got to open for Brantley Gilbert, who he's an amazing guy. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Fired up. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, right. In Marion, Illinois. Okay. And it was at their minor league baseball stadium so it was a huge venue obviously it was the biggest place i've ever played biggest stage i've ever played oh my gosh i walked out onto the stage and i felt like i had like bambi legs i was like oh my god what is happening and then about a couple songs in you're like okay i'm getting the hang of this walk down the catwalk a Uh little bit oh yeah i got into it and then now i'm like every every show from now i'm like we need to get a catwalk again (laughs) uh the only artist that I, th- I believe has ever had one here is Granger Smith. And oh, no way. Yeah. I love his music. I have dude. never met him, but. He's awesome live. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. My friend, when, oh my gosh, I was probably 16, he got me, my friend Kale, he got me a Yee Yee sweatshirt yeah. for my birthday. <laughs> their, their camp. You still have it? Yeah, okay. I do. Their camp is so cool. So they played here the first time they played here. Awesome show. 
they got um, their booking agent booked him at a place called SLS. Mm -hmm. It's a casino, and he found out. Granger found out that it was not a country bar, and goes, "I want to play at Stoney's." Yeah. So he took less money to come back and play at Stoney's. Oh wow. Which is super rad. We yeah. liked it, but my favorite thing about it was his tour manager. Um, got everyone in the band, including Granger and Earl Divins, to sign this big yee yee flag. Yeah. Well, about two weeks ago, it disappeared. It was what? hanging up here, and I thought Chris took it, like as a joke it or disappeared? whatever. Disappeared. Disappeared. So we've been like literally flipping this this place upside down trying to find it. You must have a ghost. Must have a ghost. But the funny, neat, well, we didn't ask for it. He just was literally yeah. like, "Thank you so much. This was so awesome." That's awesome. And I, and I feel like country music's full of such good people. Yeah. Did you see like, the sign in front of the green room door? Did you yeah. happen to see that? <laughs> With a hole in the wall? Yeah, there's a great story about the hole in the wall. I'll tell it to you when we yeah. get off of this. But um, that's our only rule here. Yeah. And it follows suit with everything. Yeah. It's literally just, we have one rule, it's don't be a dick. And But majority of people here are super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Did you look down the back wall? Did you see all the artists I on did. the wall? I did. Those are all so cool. How many of those do you think that, that, that you've known? That you, that you know of do you think was there a few up there that you'd never heard of before or most of them familiar i think most of i don't i can't remember um one that i didn't know yeah that's good so you guys obviously have some we have good, history good choices here <laughs> we have history yeah and yeah. we obviously picked you so you're here as well well thank you very that's much right. i can't to be here i can't wait i'll write you um after all of this goes through and yeah. uh, i'd be su super curious at your thoughts of vegas because it is your first time in vegas yeah but i drove down the strip earlier today you did? okay and got to look at every there's a lot to look at there is it's, it's a lot to take in but i've heard that it's like a whole different experience at night so we're gonna have to go drive back through you once the sun goes down as you well. absolutely should i rode my bike down there with uh my girlfriend her daughter and uh some friends mm -hmm. and we literally started um way down at the other end and rolled all the way up here yeah grabbed some food here and got back on our bikes and rode all the way back oh wow because the strip was closed wow. think about that every casino was closed so sad it's weird it's just like yeah eerie i remember um dave and i he's my producer but he's also my sweetheart we've been together for four and a half years congrats thank you <laughs> but uh, we drove down broadway one night when everything was closed wow. yeah. oh my gosh it was we were like we never expected to ever experience this in our lives and hopefully we'll never experience it again I'll agree. I have there's some artists that live there and some friends that live there and they did the same thing in their car but they did some live videos. I just happened mm -hmm. to catch a few of them and I was like I had the hardest time going down on the strip. I really yeah. did because I've spent a lot of time in Vegas, been here a long time and yeah. it's kind of like um I probably would have bet my house that the, the casinos wouldn't have closed. I probably would have lost well I mean I, I would have lost my yeah. house but it's something I never thought would ever happen. I mean I think we all would because there was a point where everything was was starting to get weird and and Dave was like Oh, this will all be blown over in two weeks, and it's like <laughs> three months two later. Weeks later. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that you've taken the most out of this time that you've actually got to settle down and really look at life a little bit different? Honestly, I feel like I have learned so much about how the world works. <laughs> I feel like I've learned more about our country and um, and become even more proud to be an American and um, and educated more so on what our rights are and what yeah. actually is going, you know, because there's, there's obviously we're being told a narrative and, and 
to a certain point, obviously it's happening. We're, I mean, we're seeing it. But uh, I think there's a lot more to dig into Definitely. Than, than what we're being told. And so I've, I've kind of been doing that yeah. a lot. And it's um, bringing, being brought into my music as well. You know, that it's a new level of enlightenment, I guess you might call it. And <laughs> I've never been political. Um, mm-hmm. Chris is super political. Um, his family's Republican, super Republicans. Mm-hmm. His mom has run for some, some office stuff and yeah. all that kind of. But uh, I don't think I'm political now. I'm just angry. Mm-hmm. I'm really angry more than anything because it's kind of like you you see certain things and you watch the media portray certain things, but they leave out other things. Yeah. And then, uh, like, one in particular is, like, I, I can't say that, I mean, I guess our president now, nobody's perfect. Everybody does stuff. All I care mm-hmm. about is the fact that our economy's gone up. Mm-hmm. People are spending money. People are working. You know, the bitch and moan of it all is that he's not a politician. That's yeah. the biggest bitch. And then my favorite thing is, is when people talk crap to me about president, I say, what was our other alternative? <laughs> Clinton? <laughs> like someone that just lies and, and um, I don't know, has people killed and stuff like I mean, you just sit back and whatever. the I don't know. Yeah, you need to be careful what you say. What happened to Toad? On a recording. <laughs> but that's why I just sit back and that's what I've learned from it all. Is just yeah. like you, you, I'm very social when it comes to news i don't like to watch the news on tv because Mm -hmm. they're very picky about what they show you yeah exactly and they leave a lot of stuff out yeah i mean it's it's intentional very and uh their agenda is different than ours so i think it's really important for all of us to start educating ourselves and you know and and digging for answers on our own sure and uh, i've spent a lot of this time doing that and it's i've really enjoyed it i mean i i've feel so much more confident as an American I feel like like I've never um felt so what's the word um maybe patriotic is the word but that doesn't quite describe it but but just kind of what I know um our country is supposed to be and what what we're fighting for and uh yeah it's become a really important part of my everyday life honestly because we're living in it right now it's 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 not an option to ignore it you can't i'm guessing you're in your 20s yes uh i have a son who's 24 25 and he's um on the opposite side of what i'm on and sometimes some of his beliefs and uh that i've seen and then i watch him portray i just sit back i'm like do your research Mm -hmm. because I saw something, a kid I went to high school with posted something about if you, if you disagree with anything I'm posting here, you can just unfriend me, whatever. So I just like read through the thing and I looked at it and it was like, it wasn't about Black Lives Matter, it was about All Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And when I read stuff like that, well, I did my own research on Black Lives Matter just to find out, hey man, exactly what is this? If they're painting it on city streets, all these people are donating money, where's it going? And then the number one, according to what I found, was Bernie Sanders. Number two is Joe Biden. And I'm like... I can guarantee you that 99% of the people that are out there saying Black Lives Matter and holding these signs, they have no idea where their money's going to. Because Black Lives Matter shouldn't be political. Right. It shouldn't. Right. Maybe exactly. I'm crazy, but I don't, I don't think it should. It should have no place in a political world. But why is Bernie Sanders, why his campaign is probably uh, was funded and being repaid off uh, from these people that are donating money just sitting back on and then the one that bothers me the most is that uh, our last few presidents, even Bernie Sanders, show up at Mount Rushmore. And the news makes these people, puts these people on a pedestal 
Trump goes and does it, and he's a racist. And I just sit back and go, wait, what happened with when Obama was just there? Why? And not that I have anything against Obama, but why wasn't it the same for him? Why is why yeah, these people there's different? A, there's a lot of knowledge. Certainly a lot of contradictions happening out there. But yeah. I guess the way the way I try to look at it when it's it can be so frustrating um, with everybody just going at each other constantly. Yes. The way I try to look at it is that for the most part, I think we all want the same thing. Definitely. We just have very different ideas of how you get there and what that looks like and and what actually works in reality and what doesn't work in reality. And and so, um, you know, it's it's just kind of... you got. I, I just have to remind myself of that because, you know, um, and I never talk about politics either i like to take the dolly stance on that and and uh it's fair to have your opinion it it really is yeah it is um and i never want to to alienate anybody because at the end of the day i know that we all want the same thing it's like you know you want to come to a country show and you want to have a good time and you want to dance and you want to have fun and you you want to be around eclectic people yeah you don't want everybody to be the same. That's what I, I tell my friends that don't live here that have come here, and they're like, you work in a country bar. And I'm like, dude, you should come out because, you know what, all walks of life. And I always say the statement, gay, straight, black, white, d- Chinese, doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody that comes here has a good time because yeah. we don't ever look at somebody and go, oh, you're different. Right. Dude, I had a guy in here last Friday that had half a pair of jeans on, one <laughs> leg long, one half. And I'm like, dude, you do you. Yeah. Like, the end of the day is have fun. Right. Like, if you're not intentionally harming somebody. Sure. I have no problem with you. Agreed. And uh, I actually have a song called My Welcome Mat, and it's on my album. And um, it's it talks about all the different types of people in my life. It talks about all the characters. And, and they're truly people that I know or that my co-writers know in our lives. And the first line is, I got friends that love the Pope and friends that love their dope. Guess we're all just trying to find a higher place. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and it's... Perfect. Because it's true. It's like I have friends that think polar opposites of each other. And I'm like, I'm not going to lose you over, you know, um, believing different things. Because I know that we want the same thing in the end. And, you know, the the whole premise of the song is like we all need love. That's at the end of the day. That's where all of this is going. Everybody is just trying to love and be loved. Fair. At the end of of all of this. And so um, whatever way you get there. Yeah. Do it. As long as it's healthy. Yeah. Right? What's your favorite song on your album? Oh, man. (laughs) It's yours. It's not like I'm calling you. It's like choosing your favorite child because they're they're so different. I mean, like, which one hits the most? Like, which one do you love to play live? Hmm. I mean, I love... I hate this question. (laughs) It's good good for you. I have a couple... So I didn't ask for there's a couple. One, you don't even well, listen. Well, you ask know what? Wine. I'm going to give you a couple. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so there's one called So Pretty. Um, and that one, it's, it's very different from anything else on the album. Um, it's kind of like a, a palate cleanser because there's a lot of crazy characters running around, right? But this one is a much more personal, emotional song because um, I struggled so badly for a little bit with... Uh, image like confident self-image and and stuff like that and like um, not feeling secure in any way I was in an abusive relationship in high school and so it kind of I've carried over into my young adulthood and you know and I've worked through it a lot more and music has definitely helped but uh, this particular song there was this one girl that 
I was like, oh, if she was just ugly, my life would be so much better. <laughs> and that's a terrible thought to have. Sure. But uh, we, all, had it. we all have it. <laughs> right. And so I, I wrote it down and I just, it was, I wish you weren't so pretty. I wish you weren't so pretty. And I finally took it to um, a couple of my friends, Mark D. Sanders and his daughter, Sophie Sanders. Mark wrote, I Hope You Dance and Blue Clear Sky and Heads Carolina, Tales California. He's an incredible writer, Hall of Fame songwriter. And um, within the first 15 minutes, probably, the whole chorus just came out and the whole rest of the song came out super fast after that. And I feel like some of my best songs come out when they're that fast right because it's so raw and emotional and and honestly that's the one that i think has gotten the most response from fans is so pretty because even from men like when i would play the song for um men in the industry before we ever released it that would be their favorite one off the album because even though it's from a female perspective um i once had a, a guy in the studio and he was like i literally just felt this yesterday Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Country music is about, I think, when people write a song that first is close to them Mm -hmm. and second is relatable because in some sense you're really no different than anybody else. We all go through the same things, like you said. We just all want to be loved. Yeah, I have terrible emotions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I did sit in here with one person, Riley Green, and he did did tell me that the reason why he doesn't have a girlfriend is because he doesn't know how to cry. But oh my God. <laughs> he's not a very emotional guy. And I kind of like got the giggles out of that. I was like, that's pretty funny. I mean, but everyone wants love. Yeah. I mean, and everyone has those feelings. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think jealousy and insecurity is like one of the strongest emotions, like the most because it controls you as a person because you don't feel confident. You're like, oh, how do I act? How do I do this? Am I right. good enough? And so. Yeah, you can't so. necessarily be yourself when you're like that. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think definitely just writing that song and performing it constantly and having other people relate to it has helped me grow from that Good. situation. Um, Could you sing songs that you didn't write? Oh, absolutely. You're fine with that? Do you just do you find yourself having to relate with stuff like that before you would actually maybe record a tune like that? Um, yeah, I would have to feel some type of connection and you know, story and relation right. to whatever it's saying. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I never have, not for any particular reason, just because I, I love writing. And um, But, yeah, I would always be open to that, to that possibility. I was actually just watching uh, the Linda Ronstadt documentary on the plane on the way here, and it was really interesting. She never wrote any music. She would always cover other people's songs really mm-hmm. did not know that yeah so i thought that was very interesting because i mean she's one of the biggest singers of all she's time been <laughs> yeah. she's been around she's got a couple, yeah. couple songs but my second favorite gotta get to this one oh this time's kinda... up gotta go <laughs> <laughs> extend <laughs> um this one kind of goes back to the best little whorehouse in texas again so it's called tulips and the song itself uh, is pretty simple like the the lyrics it's it's talking about um like i've got an um there's an empty vase sitting on the table i'm waiting on my man to come home because i know it's not going to be empty when he gets home waiting on tulips and so it's kind of a play off of you're waiting on a kiss from him and you're and waiting. The flowers yeah right yeah so um i like that it's just a little cute little ditty but so we had just watched bessel her house in texas right and so Dave, when we were recording the song, he's like, 
what if we did something like a little bitty pissant country place and have all of these sections and and so we added in a can-can section we added in a double time section nice. and then a breakdown i mean it's all over the place we're gonna we'll play it live tonight um the band kills it because they're badasses but it's so much fun to play because nobody plays songs like that anymore that have tempo changes and right. and and just interesting like musical um changes like that it's it's really fun i went to um a rock show my buddy was a drummer in a band and not anymore he grew up but the band is still together so mm-hmm. they had a show and they went back and played blah 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 and he played and so a couple of his friends come out they they're 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 friends of mine now i i kind of knew them but didn't know them but i know them better yeah. now we're at the show and they like looked at me and they're like dude what are you doing and i'm like what do you mean what am i doing and they're like you're not listening to the same thing that we're listening to like because <laughs> i look at when i go and i listen to music i can i've listened to bands before so if i go back 20 years um i did shows at the house of blues with local bands from California in here and I yeah. put these shows together to introduce people to new music but it was never country it was always rock punk yeah. all that kind of stuff but I could listen to a band that had a great drum and a great bass player but the guitar player and the lead singer sucked but mm-hmm. I could actually just tune those people out so when my buddy Dave was playing I was I couldn't I don't I, I, re- I really didn't care so much for the rest of the band but I love watching my friend play yeah but the band before them was a three-piece guitar player singer bass player and a drummer and they were pretty good. And they're like sitting there and like, dude, you're not bouncing your head. You're not getting it. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just listening to each of them. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? And I'm like, why? Man, it's, I've always been able to do that. I always yeah. listen to music a, a little bit different. And I think that That's when. That's a special kind of appreciation. It is. And so my explanation to them, to music and the way I consume music is, is that if I can go get in my car, I love to drive or ride my dirt bike. If I can get in a car and be taken on a trip mentally in my car Mm -hmm. to me it's one of those songs so there's there's a band out there called atreyu and um they have a song that's um it's probably got three or four different melody breakdowns in time yeah and i gave it to my buddy dave and he was like dude that's probably one of the best songs that i will never get sick of it i'll listen to it Uh, i think it's called when two are one it's heavier yeah. But it's like one of those songs where it starts out, you get in your car, you drive, and then all of a sudden you go through this. Yeah. And then at the end of the song, you come out, and you're like, damn, you look like that was badass. You like, just had a journey. <laughs> yes. I believe that that's the way music can be, because yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be that type of a trip through the mountains. Absolutely. It can be just a mellow down the countryside, yeah. but relatable. And mm-hmm. I think I like it when you say stuff like that. I'll go back, and I'm probably going to listen to that song as soon as we're done, and just yeah. to get my own soak it up in an idea, because anytime you go and listen to music and it's not the same monotonous Mm -hmm. and you get to be taken on a trip. I think it's great. Yeah. I think that's great. That's honestly, that's what we tried to do with the whole album is just kind of create, um, with the concept of Jennyville, creating, um, a storyline that, that takes you on a journey throughout the whole album. And it's something that it's not very heavy. It's not like a heavy concept album, but if you pay attention you can catch all these little Easter eggs and nice. you see this character is also showing up over here and, and this was foreshadowing this. And, and so it's for all like the music nerds that want to get really into it. There's lots of little hidden messages and Do and you stories. hide those things in your videos? Yeah, we actually have. Cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, Coheed and Cambria, have you ever heard of them? I haven't. Started out as a comic strip. Okay. Turned into music. Oh, so nice. when they play their live show, it's a set one and set two based on the comics oh, of wow. their own little 
That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of where I was going with that is um, if you put it in your videos, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool, too. Yeah. I think that's neat. Yeah. We like doing weird. You have to. Positive, subliminal, hidden stuff. <laughs> How about when I do creative artwork and I do stuff like I write ads or stuff that's going to be in a magazine for either Stonies or someone else yeah. that I'm working with? I always hide something in there. Oh, always I have, love that. Always have, always will. It's just something yeah. that I've always done. So I have friends of mine that know and they'll go see the ad in like the weekly rag and they'll see it in there and they'll be like I'm going to find it they'll find and, what yeah, it is and they'll try and find it so that's I mean, awesome I think it's good with music too yeah I mean I feel like it just adds a whole nother level of human like yeah. connection almost like even on a subconscious level you don't know it's there but there's that extra effort put in right because you're doing that out of love sure and so it's I don't know it's I, something you can always go back and go oh yeah that's right yeah yeah kind of cool mm-hmm. we actually we created a, a newspaper called the jennyville junction and so we have tons of stuff in in there that it'll be neat to go back one day and be able to write all those things down and look yeah. at them so in jennyville you own the restaurant uh, obviously and you cook. <laughs> there's a gluten-free bake shop called adeline's <laughs> is that for reals yeah no, that's, funny. that's funny there's a commercial for it on the album where's <laughs> that's cute where's where's jennyville based is it based in nashville is it a no it's in your mind it's in your mind so yeah. i would love to see uh five years from now that your tour comes together and it's all based in honestly the stage here at stoney's yeah my bass player amanda and i we were talking because we're always t- dreaming up the future what the set's gonna look like we're like this is really cool having porch. the porch and having the doors and everything because we always talk about having like adelines and having we have tuffy's auto shop and right all these different places that are named in the album to have them be the set because my bass player everybody in my band has a character and my bass player amanda she is the madam of jennyville i like her blue guitar her blue bass she's awesome thing is super blue yeah she's got a pink sparkly one too does Mm -hmm. she yeah i'm all about it all about that pink all about that bass (laughs) (laughs) you guys are complaining about too much bass today what the heck is that Nobody's ever done that. We had to get our frequencies corrected. That's funny. Matt's a good dude when it comes to sound. Just don't tell him it's the best you've ever had, please. <laughs> if you guys run ears, he's really, really good with ears. Like, yeah. that's, his, that's his thing. Nice. Yeah. yeah, no, he was awesome. He's a good dude. Tell people how to find you online. Yeah, so you can find me at JennyTolman.com. It's Jenny with a Y and T-O-L-M-A-N. And all of my socials are Jenny Tolman. You just type that in and I'll pop right up. I'm surprised you didn't call it Jennyville. I know, well, I started it after... Or I didn't know. I named Jennyville after I started all my socials. And somebody has the handle Jennyville on they Instagram. Yeah, it's a it's a private one and she hasn't posted hardly anything and she looks like middle aged, like so I sent her a, a DM, but I don't think she knows how to check them. Right. Because this was like over a year ago. I'm like, hey, would you ever consider like right. changing your... Has. And like <laughs> just like add a one to it or something or like an underscore. Right. For me. Could you do it for me? Yeah. Right. Do you like country music? Yeah. Do you know who I am? (laughs) I'll send you a free CD. Right. I met Dolly Parton once. (laughs) That was fun. Thanks. Thank you.